You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Recode Daily. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Spending your days perusing a bunch of data compiled by the Department of Health and Human Services probably doesn't sound like your idea of a good time. But if you're a health tech reporter like Politico's Ben Leonard, it's your job to pay attention and suss out any important patterns. Recently, he noticed a troubling one. I've been kind of, you know, keeping an eye on it for a while. And um, in the new year, you know, there's some pretty astonishing numbers. Nearly 50 million people across the country had their sensitive health data breached in 2021, which is up more than triple in the last three years. Healthcare organizations in every state except for one, South Dakota, had reported these incidents in the last year. And um, about half of states in D.C. saw more than one in 10 of their residents directly impacted. So I figured we should really dig into this and figure out what's going on here. So he went digging through six years worth of data from the HHS Office for Civil rights. And kind of was able to sift out that hacking was really the big cause of this. And really, a lot of it comes down to financials. You know, healthcare information is really lucrative because it can be used to sell data on the dark web, or you can use it fraudulently to file false Medicare claims or for identity theft. Experts told me that, you know, health details from one person could be worth more than a credit card. Um, you know, just a few years ago, hacking was only about a third of breaches, and now it's up to 74 percent in 2021. What kind of data are we talking about? Do you have any idea if it's people's names or is it very private stuff about their health records? This data set covers HIPAA covered entities. So that means that it's healthcare systems, providers, uh, insurers and associated businesses. So like a vendor and the data that's hacked, um, it's hard to say exactly what it is, but it's generally private health information that's covered under HIPAA. This could be anything in your medical record, really. It could be, you know, anything from your address information to your history of medical conditions. And this is really impacting healthcare organizations' bottom lines as well. You know, an average data breach costs healthcare organizations $9 million. So the impact here is pretty significant. We're talking billions of dollars a year that this is costing the health industry, in addition to some of the privacy and security issues that it raises for individuals. So why such a huge surge? I would imagine that the pandemic is part of it. Yeah, definitely. So the pandemic is a part of it. As you know, people moved to remote work and started using their personal devices more at home, there were just more avenues for attacks. There's no on-site IT support when people are working from home and people become a little more likely to click phishing emails and things like that. Um, but it's also a larger issue that is outside of COVID, why you know hacking has gone up so much recently. Um, ransomware has proven really lucrative. You know, Hackers now have these open source tools that allow them to better target organizations, and they're collaborating with each other. One expert called me, it's almost a cottage industry of sorts. They're selling ransomware programs to each other. And it's particularly attractive in healthcare because healthcare organizations can't just shut down, you know, and it makes them feel inclined to pay a ransom because you can't stop giving care. And who exactly is being affected by these breaches? You mentioned healthcare providers, but 
What about individual patients or doctor's offices? How is this impacting them? So the ones that get reported to HHS, which is covered in this data and is what my story covers, are only breaches of 500 or more. Healthcare organizations only have to report it if it affects more than 500 people. So if it affects 499 people, they don't have to report it. So there's likely a fair amount more people being affected than are reflected in these statistics. It's been pretty much nationwide. One expert asked me, you know, at what point can you just assume that your data has been breached at some point? Wow. So the more you talk about it, the worse it sounds. <laughs> so should we be freaking out? My, my instinct is to panic, but maybe that's not right. If you ask a cybersecurity expert, I don't think they would say to panic. It definitely is a security issue, but, you know, the large majority of people probably won't know that your data has been breached and you probably won't have a significant impact, but it does open you up to fraud. And because they have your medical records, they can pose as your doctor and say, hey, we didn't get your payment for this procedure. So, you know, can you please send me money now? And also cyber criminals could use the data to extort people. But, you know, your average person may not necessarily know that they've been breached, but it's a problem that could get worse. And it does definitely leave them more vulnerable to fraud and other issues. So you said every state was impacted except South Dakota. I live in New York, so it seems possible that I might be among the victims. Is there a way to figure out whether my data has been stolen? Is there some place to look? The healthcare providers are supposed to notify you if you've been breached. They should send you a letter of some sort. You can also go to HHS's website, uh, search something like Data Breach, HHS Office for Civil Rights, and there's a, a long chart. Um, you can filter by state and by time, and you can find it there. All right. So let's say I go to the website, I find out my data has been breached. Is there anything I can do about it? You know, experts would say change your passwords, set up multi-factor authentication. But, you know, what are you going to do with the knowledge that your hip x-ray has been breached? You know, it's tough. Um, it can definitely add to anxiety for people. But other than that, there's not really a whole lot that can be done. And what about zooming out like on a systematic basis? Is there ways that healthcare providers can boost their cybersecurity? Is there anything that the, the government is doing to crack down on hacking? CISA, um, cybersecurity agency, particularly in light of the threat from Russia, has you know, sent out a lot of warnings and has encouraged best practices and things like that. I think a big aspect of it that health systems can do is boost their budgets because it's historically been pretty low and do a lot of the best practices that have been you know, suggested by experts, like getting incident response plans, doing risk assessments, updating software, you know, training staff, things like that. The, the problem with it is that a lot of it is really up to them to determine the security. But it's, you know, becoming increasingly likely that your data has been breached at some point. That doesn't mean you should panic necessarily. For most people, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to become the victim of identity theft or things like that. But it just means that you should be aware of the risks that come with healthcare's move to digital. As healthcare organizations are sharing more data, it increases the likelihood that your data will be breached or fall into the wrong hands. So it's a good opportunity to realize that, you know, you should make strong passwords, enable multi-factor authentication, as annoying as that might be. Um, you know, take those best practices as you can and don't click those emails that seem a little fishy. Well, as frightening as all this sounds, it is always good to remember good security practices and to, to pay attention to, to what's happening to your data as much as you can. Definitely. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and mixed by John Ahrens. I'm Adam Clark Estes. Thanks for listening.